Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's Word. Our days are numbered in this place. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we know for sure that this year we're going into greatness. In Amen. Jesus name. Amen. God has some great things in store for us. Amen. And that's why we are here this morning. Praising, worshiping, dancing, rejoicing, and receiving what he has for us in the mighty name of Jesus. We're starting a new series over the next few weeks by the grace of God. Hallelujah. And with the theme of this new series is simply see more. See more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My prayer for every single one of us is that God will open the eyes of our understanding that we may see more of him. Amen? Amen. Discussing seeing more. Because if you think about it, church, think about it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Can you lay your hand on what you don't see? Can you lay your hand on what you don't really know about? You may be sitting in the midst of wealth, affluence, but if you lack the understanding to take advantage of it, you are not going to be what? You're not going to be able to take it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Seeing more, the objective of seeing more is to create an awareness that when we seek God and we find Him, He will help us. He will help us to see so that we are able to fulfill our God-given destinies. My prayer to you is that as this message is being preached, God will take the veil, the veil that has covered your eyes. And when I'm talking about eyes, I'm not actually talking about the physical eye. I'm talking about your ability to see in the realm of the spirit. I'm talking about your ability to perceive. I'm talking about your ability to understand the environment you are in. To to be able to say and wake up and say, wow, you mean I've been missing all this? I've not been aware of all this. You know, I'm a a person that, and I thank God, you know, that I'm always paying attention to what is going on around me. Everywhere I go, I want to know how things operate, how things on. Because until you know, you cannot take advantage of it. And see more is how do you know more? It requires you to know more so that you can see more. And then when you see more, you can understand and take advantage of those things that you're seeing. Amen? Amen. You still with me or you gone home? Let's all stand up. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our main text is going to be the book of Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And while you're opening to Numbers 13, I also want to open to, uh, let me see if I can find a quick scripture. Praise the Lord. Numbers chapter 13. We're going to read from verse 26 to the end. Numbers 13. We're going to read verse 26 to the end and then we pray and then we get up. Let us read. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is it, it here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. 
We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites lived in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites lived in the hill country. And the Canaanites lived near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. And all the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to the Wow. 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 There's nothing worse than for somebody without even making an effort to conclude that they are defeated. This is why we need to what? See more. Can you say that with me? See, see, more. Yes. see more. See more. See more. See more. See more. Oh my God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come before the throne of grace. The unfolding of your word brings forth light. Father, may, may you flood our life with your light in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. May the light from heaven penetrate every area of darkness in our lives. Amen. Every spirit of ignorance may it depart from us in Jesus' name. Amen. As we are meditating your word, may we see more in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. May through this message of faith, God, build our faith so that we can go out and possess the land that you have given unto us. Amen. Possess our destinies. Amen. Possess our health. Amen. Possess everything that, Lord, you have freely given to us. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The reason I picked this story to emphasize the, my, the, the importance of seeing more is the impact, the devastating impact of this story. Before the Israelites even got to the place where they are, God performed ten, ten major miracles to set them free. They were slaves bound to the, by the Egyptians. And at the right time, God sent a deliverer May your deliverer show up in your life in Jesus' name. May the man or woman that God is going to use to take you out of darkness, may you not miss that appointment in Jesus' name. Amen. May the person that God is going to elevate to open doors for you, may you meet with them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's a prayer. That's a powerful prayer that we need to be praying over our lives. If God did not send Moses, there was no way the Israelites are going to be able to liberate themselves because they have been, in fact, slavery was not, it, it, it was not the chains, that the physical chains and, and, and ropes that tied around the neck that bound them. It was their mental chains. And that's why when Christians are praying that strongholds be destroyed, burdens be removed, chains be broken. We are not talking about physical things. I watched an experiment. And in India, there are still many elephants that are used okay, for transportation, for carrying every stuff. You know how the Indians train these elephants? When they are babies, they will let the baby stay with the parent. <coughs> The parent is already chained, and the chain is put around the tree. You know the amazing thing? Any elephant can break the chain that they were tied with. But 
the elephants, because they have been indoctrinated from the moment they were born, they don't realize that the chains that bound them, they can easily snap them and walk away. So they stay. So in essence, right from childhood, okay, they tie the chain, a simple chain, and click the chain to a tree. The elephant can break the chain. The elephant can pull the tree. But mentally, because as a baby, the elephant sees his mother and father tied to a tree, and the chain tied to that tree, the elephant has become indoctrinated that I can't move beyond this. And so they stay there. The reason I'm bringing this up, I don't know. We human beings, guess what? We are like that too. There are things we have heard growing up. There are things that we have experienced growing up. There are things we have seen growing up. There are things we have indoctrinated from our culture, from our parents, from our community, from our education that has bound us and will not allow us. These things are strongholds, chains, ropes, bodies, and we need to break them. The only way you break them is through what? Singing. When the revelation comes, whoo, and then all of a sudden you walk away. The chains are dropped off. Amen. The chains are broken. Amen. The chains are removed. Amen. But for the, you know, I'm just sharing just to help you to see that the Israelites for 400 years, there was nothing to prevent them one day, all of them, rising up and walking out of Egypt. Yet, because they were indoctrinated, born into slavery, they could not see beyond that. God had to take someone from outside. Now, when God was going to take somebody from outside, look at where did Moses grow up? Who was the mother? Who was Moses and born an, an Egyptian or born an Israeli? He was born a Hebrew. He was born in a Hebrew household. But his parents kind of knew there was something unique about this. And it just happened to be at that time that Pharaoh sent war to kill all the young male. But the parents knew there was just something different about this child. So they took a risk. And they sent him down the river. And Pharaoh's sister adopted Moses as her son. See, your deliverer is not living in your camp. Because if your deliverer is living in your camp, he too will be in the same mental problem that you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He has to come from outside. Mm -hmm. I pray in Jesus' name that you encounter your deliverer. Amen. I pray in Jesus' name that you encounter the person that is going to bring you out of darkness. Amen. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that when you meet him or her, because sometimes it could be a woman, sometimes that's part of the problem. We live in a culture that is manly, mainly everybody expects a man to be the deliverer. Sometimes your deliverer has, is going to be a what? A woman. And let me tell you, I don't care whether it's a woman, whether it's a child, whether it's an adult, whether it's white, Filipino, Ijebudesha. No matter where this person is, comes from, my deliverers in the time of my greatest darkness were not Nigerians. They were three Ghanaian boys. Three Ghanaian boys who are completely outside of the context. When God is going to bring, your deliverer cannot be raised in the same place you were raised. It's got to come from where? From outside. God raised Moses up in the house of freedom so that he could understand what freedom was. The Jews at that time, they couldn't, if freedom was staring them in the they cannot what? They cannot see it. They cannot, they don't have the concept because they have been brainwashed to be what? 
to be captives, to be slaves. And so when God raised Moses, God, even after Moses tried to set them free on his own, God sent Moses to the wilderness for 40 years so that he can understand that it's not by might, nor by power, but by the spirit of the living God. Amen? Amen. He brought him back and he began to do miracles. You would think the people that wanted to be free will be what? Will be freed. Sometimes we pray, God bless me with money. If money was staring you in the face, you won't recognize it. You know why? Because it's a challenge to you. When, when, you, when somebody is raised in poverty, you cannot recognize wealth and riches. You are looking at it and you are thinking it's driving a Mercedes Benz. No, that is not wealth and riches. You are thinking it's, oh, living in a big house. No, that is not it. <laughs> when, when you understand what true wealth and riches is, and, you, and God sends a deliverer as you are set free, you will realize that, whew, glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is awesome. Hallelujah. The Israelites, for 400 years, did not know. So when deliverer came, they couldn't even fathom it. Moses did 10 miracles. This is why in the church, I always tell people, don't chase after the miracles. A lot of people chase after miracles. But let me tell you something. It is not what we as believers ought to be chasing after. We should be chasing after the ways of God. Amen. Scripture says God revealed his ways to Moses. His acts to the children of Israel. What did the acts do for the children of Israel? Did he deliver them? No, he didn't. After they got out of Egypt, they got to the Red Sea. After 10 miracles, they still couldn't believe that the sea could open. You can have miracle after miracle after miracle. I don't chase after miracle. I chase after the one who performs the miracle. I chase after the one who gives the miracle. I chase after the one who is able to help me after the miracle Amen. is completed. Amen. You get it? You, you're looking for a miracle today? A financial miracle? You get financial miracle? Oh, okay. Tomorrow, do. How many people have a financial miracle? What happens next? They still have the what? They still going to have a need. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many people chase after miracle of, heal, of, of health and healing? What happens next? They still get sick. And what happens? No, I'd rather stay in the presence of God where I cannot be sick, I cannot be broke, I cannot be poor, I cannot be bound. No, nothing. I'm free. The scripture says, whomever the sun sets free is what? Free. Free from poverty. Free from sickness. Free from diseases. Free from Everything that inflicts or, or afflicts the life of man. That is where I want to be. Not Amen. that I get a miracle today. Woo, somebody gave me a check for 10000 Glory to God. And then next week, I have to come back again praying for another miracle. Mm. No, I want to dwell in his presence. The Bible says, in his presence there is what? There is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, what? pleasures forevermore. I want to I want to seek him. I want him to reward me so that I don't have any need. Amen. <laughs> oh, glory. Hallelujah. I don't have any need. I don't have any sorrows. I don't have anything broken. I have nothing missing. I'm in perfect health. And I stay there constantly. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, after the Red Sea, they still, they were still one. Then 40 years, then they, they went into the, into the wilderness. So we, this, the chapter we read, Numbers chapter 13, okay, it's God's plan. I want you to ask your neighbor, do you think God has a plan for you? Do you think God has a plan for you? Ask your other neighbor. Say, do you think God has a plan for you? I want you to be assured if you don't know that every man, 
no matter how you arrive on this earth, okay, God has a destiny for you. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you. Yes. They are plans for good and not evil. for evil. Amen. God has a plan for your life. Amen. Pure Amen. and simple. And it's for something wonderful. Amen. It's for something marvelous. Amen. It's for something awesome. Amen. But let me tell you something. Until you walk with him, align with him, Amen. partner with him, Amen. you are unable to see that's why we're preaching see more. Amen. Amen. Immediately God brought them out into the wilderness. They began to conquer. And, but, you know, all these miracles was not the destiny. The destination was where? Canaan land. And the scripture says, if you read, you know, uh, uh, Numbers chapter 13, they fought their deliverer every step of the way. <laughs> They were fighting. Moses was literally dragging the Israelites along. How many of you have had a dog as a pet? And you are trying to take the dog somewhere and the dog does not want to go. Or, or maybe you had a goat as a pet. I did. Glory to God. You, yeah, I, in December, back home, back then, we used to kill ram. And we would take our ram to, the, to feed, you know. Yeah. Why are you all looking at me as if I fell out of a well? Huh? Some of you didn't do that? I took my, I, 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 I got a, you know, every December we'll buy a ram. We'll keep it in the house for like two weeks before we slaughter it. And we'll take it out to the, we'll take it out to feed the ram. And sometimes the ram don't want to go. And you have to literally drag the ram. You know? <laughs> oh my, the good old days. I tell my children that, you know what? <laughs> that I, I live the best life as a youth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we'll take the ram and we'll take the ram and, you know, when all my friends, we gather around the field, you know, in, in Lupeji back then and sometimes in the battle, we will gather around in the field, everybody bring their ram, some some will start fighting, you know, fighting their, with their ram. And I had a friend that, you know, he fought with his ram. And his ram got killed. Ooh. And then wow. everybody ran away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Talk about whooping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he had to carry the ram on his neck to his back to his house. <laughs> and he had to kill him right away. Because <laughs> or else it would just go bad. But I thank God mine never got that. I, I didn't get that wild. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that's how Moses was dragging the Israelites, in Israelites along. And finally, God gave them his word. God gave them everything. They were still, even Moses' brother and sister were resisting him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But then, they now got to where they needed. God is like, okay, I need you. If you, if you have your Bibles, open to Numbers chapter 13, verse 1. It says, the Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites. He, God asked Moses to send men to go and explore the land. The exploration they were going to do is to see how beautiful this land was. And they came back. So there were 12, one person, one man from each tribe, okay? And then verse 17, says, When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, go up. He gave them direction. Remember, he too had just journeyed through there. He gave them direction. Amen? Amen. And then in verse 26, he says, They came back to Moses and Aaron and reported to the whole assembly, and show them the fruit of the land. <laughs> Look at what it said. It says, you see, what God has destined for you is more beautiful than anything that you have dreamed of. Amen. What God has planned for you, it, you your, your mind cannot even comprehend it. The, God, the plan of God for your life is so awesome it will take generations. You have to keep coming back and coming back and coming back because the blessings 
is just too abundant. Amen. They came back with fruits from the land. Amen? Amen. They said the land flows with milk and honey. Your life will flow with milk and honey. Amen. 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 They came back with the fruit. They said, look at the fruit. But they also came back with what they saw. There were 12 of them. Praise the Lord. There were 12 of them. And 10 came back with what they saw. And 2 came back with what they saw. You can all be in the same church. Some see positives. Others focus on negatives. Two people can be looking at a bottle half full of water. They haven't drank water in three days. One is praising God and saying, thank you for this half bottle of water. The other is cursing God and saying, God, I haven't drank water for three days. And you can only give me half a cup of water. See, it's all about how you see. How you see. Some of us, oh, if I, if I tell you how good God is, if I, I, I can't tell you how good God has been and continues to be in my life. I, I don't even have words to describe it. But it was not always like that. Because until I began to understand that I'm not, I ought not to be seeking the, the blessings, but the giver of the blessings. Amen? Amen. When we are seeking the blessings, it's alright, but it's not God's best. When you seek the giver of blessings, you live perpetually blessed. You know what I mean by perpetually blessed? Yes. You just live constantly blessed. Amen? Amen? And God begins to make the things that look difficult absolutely what? Easy. Yes. Today, you've heard my testimony. Do you know that when I went on LinkedIn and I started looking at all the people that were congratulating me in my new role, there were those whom I started with at UPS in 1999 that are still in the same position. 20 years later, they're still there. 20 years later, they have not moved on. sharing this so that you can so that I can you know, not because of pride but that I may recognize what serving God will do for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These people both 12, 12 people, they all saw the same thing. That's what we will assume, right? With their physical eyes, they saw the same thing. They had the same experience. They never split up. Ten came back and says, let's, let's read it. Verse 20, I want us to read what the ten concluded in verse 33. He says, we saw the Nephilim there, meaning giants. These are giants. Nephilims and Anaks are giants. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. This is their ultimate con conclusion. He said, they said, we seemed like what? Grasshoppers in our own eyes. We looked the same to them. Now, let me ask you, did they talk to them? They were spies. So that means they were hiding and going from village to village, community to community, avoiding people. They were stealing food from the farms to put 
to take back. They were hiding so that they will not be caught. And now, without talking to the other side, right, they concluded that we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and also we looked the same to them. Who told them that they thought of Who told them the giants, they are their enemies? Who told them that? Some people today will go for interviews. They, I've worked with people, they won't even go for a job interview. Because they cannot see themselves in that role. They can't see themselves doing that. They can't believe that God can give them. They will not even, they said, they said to themselves, I work with a man trying to get this man to move up, to climb higher. I was a mentor to him. And he concluded, I'm not even going to apply for a job because I don't qualify for it. I don't qualify for it. Yet, if I tell you the qualifications of this man, you'll be wondering what is he doing at his level. Believers today, some of us, we are no different from these people. Because we cannot believe it. We cannot see it. We cannot expect it. I'm dealing with a certain situation right now, advising somebody who's in college. And this person told me, I can't, I can't. Uh, what's that thing that you do? Internship. Uh, Internship. says, there's no, there's no, they, they only reserve it for white people. They only reserve it for white people. Young, 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 young person. Don't Many of us actually know this person, so I don't want to discuss. Young person. They, I can't, I can't. Because they only reserve it for white people. I said, you're going to graduate college, you're not going to have a job. It's not a curse. I'm not cursing you. Because you've already what? You've already cursed yourself. They couldn't, she couldn't, this person couldn't see. Guess how old? 19. 19, and the parents have already, the culture, the education, the parents, they could, they, 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 we've already raised this child up. Bound. 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 We've put chains, burdens, and we've loaded this child with impossibility. I always challenge parents. That's why I'm always, Moses makes fun of me. You know, Pastor, you will get on your case because I don't want you to be what? To be, to be like the elephant with a chain around her. You know, not realizing that they are strong enough to pull the mountain. You, as a parent, as you are raising your child, please be careful. Don't bind them with chains. Don't bind. I always challenge, even with my own wife, little things. Can your child play football? They will never play football. That football thing, they will get injured. Not my own. I was reading in the paper. What's his name? The, the, the giant quarterback. Um, Peyton Manning. Eli. Uh, Eli, sorry. Eli, Eli Manning. In his 18-year career, made 245, I think 245 
million dollars in 18 years. <coughs> How come he can do it on my own? He's not unable to do it. And I'm sitting down there binding my child with chain not to play football. How many people make $245 million in 18 years? When you live in that object fear that yours will not we will not walk. You are putting a chain on yourself and on your child. You are transferring the chain that's bound you. And you are not giving your own child the opportunity. Yeah. How many people play NFL? 33 times 32. 33. How many on a team? I think it's like 52. 53. 53 times 32 teams. They get injured. But they recover and they move on. Why is it my own? There are those who play and they never get injured. Vis a vis, John uh, was the quarterback of uh, New England at age 40. For Tom Brady at age, how old is he now? 40, 41? Somewhere? Something like that. And he still wants to play till he's 45. Do you know that there are so many? that get injured, and there are so many that don't get injured. Why is it that you can think your own will not get injured? And you are automatically thinking your own is the one that is going to get injured. Church, we need to wake up and break out of this madness. We are binding our own children and tell them, oh, you know, black kids. You try and tell them, go and play long tennis. Ah, black kids don't success. They don't. They, they don't make it in long tennis. So. What about Serena and uh, Venus? They've reigned and ruled for the past. How? How? They're still playing in their mid thirties, and you will not take your own child. Why do we bind ourselves? Why do we bind ourselves? And we, we put chains. Some people will say, oh, well, you know what? I can't send my kid to Ivy Hill, Ivy League, because they will. I was talking. So I just started a new job, right? And I was talking to one of my key stakeholders in this new. He was telling me why his white child will never be accepted in an Ivy League college. And I sat there, and I'm looking at this guy. I was asking myself, how did this guy get to this position? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter where, what age, color, skin, height, depth, low, successful, not successful. Everybody puts chains on their children. Everybody. Everybody. I never told you this before. But you made me so proud. Because when I came into this country, I wanted to go to Stevens Institute of Technology. And I did not have the funds to afford Stevens. And to watch my own son graduate from Stevens, you can't tell me that God does not exist. If I can't do it, somebody in my family is going to do it. And I believe that my grandchildren, none of them are going to see. None of my grandchildren, by the grace of God, will go less than an Ivy League in Jesus' name. Amen. Because that is what plan my wife and I have for them. Every single one of them will go to Ivy League College in Jesus' name. Amen. See, we have to have big. If you say, Pastor, if I dream this big, oh, I may not accomplish it. But I challenge you to dream this big and accomplish this much than to dream this big and accomplish 
The day he graduated, and we went to Continental Arena for his graduation, I couldn't express. I was having an out-of-the-body experience because I said to myself, oh my God, oh my God, what I couldn't do, God was able to do through Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dream big and keep dreaming for you and your family. Amen. The gates of hell will not prevail against Amen. you. Amen. Set your heart on the things of God. Believe God. Believe God. And God will work. Yours, you see, our job. It's not to worry. See, the problem of these people, they thought, you know what their problem was? This, this 10 that didn't want to go into Canaan land, you know what their problem was? They didn't want to fight. <laughs> Let me ask you, all the fights that they have fought till that day, who fought it for them? God. Did they open the Red Sea by themselves? <laughs> Did they, were they the ones who executed the plagues? The ten plagues? When they got out of Canaan, I, I, I mean, when they got out on the other side, were they the ones who fought the battle against Og and Sihon, the kings of the Amorites that they destroyed? No, every battle they fought, the Bible says God fought for them. They, they were for 400 years. They don't have Scott Missile. They don't have uh, 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 F-35 fighters. They don't even know how to hold the sword. And they are fighting professionals. Tell me, how did they win? They couldn't even craft a bow and arrow. And yet, with their, with their hammer and hoe huh, that they were using to farm, they were defeating kings. How am I challenging you? I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you. How did you think you get to this, you got to this point? You think it was because of your power and might, your intelligence, your ability to learn, your, your creativity? No, it's not. It is God working in you and enabling you to win. Amen. When you take your eyes off of your limitations and you put your eyes on God and you trust God and you will go out there and you will go and face the enemy, then you know that your hand, your life is in the hands of God. Amen. I will never forget the day Victoria King says, Well, Pastor, I want to go on a, I want to go on a, uh, 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 I want to go on a, a what do you mean, internship, and but I don't know. They, I don't. They, they, they already told me I don't qualify. I don't know how I'm gonna. Get. I said every day. Keep me honest, right? I said every day, go and buy Dunkin' Donuts. See the people that are making the decision on internships. So study abroad. Stu uh, not internship. Study abroad. Thank you. That's why I say keep me honest. Mm -hmm. Pastors do lie from the pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, though. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Study abroad. I said, even keep going. They didn't. How many times did you go? How many times did they deny you? Several times. But she kept going back. And then I said, bring coffee for them. Bring whatever. Hey, you denied me yesterday. But here is a cup of coffee. Is there anything I can bring you? And the same people that denied her. Not only gave her, but then they paid for all of it. And gave her stipend on top of it. Or was that a lie? That's true. That's true. I say, I, I say Pastor, I don't lie. <laughs> Just checking my story. Amen. Amen. You don't take a no and conclude that, oh, well, you know what? It's all over. The new job I'm, I started, from what I heard, 50% of the team said yes. The other 50% of the team said no.
He said, well, how did they do? He said, I said, my colleague that was on the inside says, I told your boss, trust your gut. Trust what's on the inside of you. Now, the scripture says, the heart of man is in the hands of the Lord. And he turns it whichever way he so wills. My boss sought the counsel of the people. And 50% said yes to me. The other 50% said no. So how did I get a job? God turned his heart to favor me. There were others that they were interviewed. They wanted to give the job. So am I going to stand here and say, well, I'm going, oh God, it was my skill, it was my ability, it was my talent. No, it is the grace of God. Amen. Let's all stand up. Let's all stand up. Let's all stand up. See, it's hard. You, you have to expand the way you see. You have to expand your sight. You have to expand your understanding of who God is. And you have to start taking off the limitations and doubts that has been built into your life. Amen. I don't know how many of you in this church, just this church alone, we've had to break the, 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 the habit of going and getting a used car. How many of you have new cars and are enjoying it today? Wow. You're all lying, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God makes a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. When you put your faith and hope and trust in God, I remember days when I was in college. I will sit there. I'm looking at the book. I can't even memorize anything. I can't read and uh, nothing seems to be happening. And then I'll put the book aside and I'll study my Bible for half an hour and pray for half an hour. I wake up at 1 a.m. The next two hours, everything that I read is exactly the Holy Spirit will be telling me, read here. I'll read it. I'll skip like four chapters. Read here. I'll read it. I'll go back to someone. I'll read. And you know the funniest thing? The next day, only the things I read will come out in the account. <laughs> Look, I can't I can take credit for my straight A's. Because when I was trying to do it by myself, I got straight F's. F parallel. I was a specialist in getting F's. Praise the Lord. But when I started putting my faith and hope and trust in God, everything changed. Because God made it possible. I'm challenging you today, over the next few weeks, we're discussing, we're, we're, we're sharing on Seymour. Start seeing. Don't be like the Israelites. They saw and concluded we cannot win. See and make the conclusion I cannot win. But with God, I will win. Amen. With God, I will win. That's what you have to believe. With God, I will win. Amen. With God, I will overcome the debt that I'm facing. Amen. With God, I will overcome the sickness I'm facing. Amen. With God, I will overcome this lack of job. With God, I'm going to do better. Amen. Because God has a perfect plan for me. Amen. And it's a plan for good and not for evil. I challenge you today. I challenge you today. Believe God for your own testimony. Amen. You are destined for greatness. Amen. You are destined to prosper. Amen. You are destined to be on top, not beneath. Amen. You are destined to be an overcomer, not overcome. Amen. Don't 
people sing for less than the best that God has got for them. Make that confession with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. That I can conquer my mountain. That I can conquer my mountain. I can overcome all these problems. That I can overcome all these problems. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This year. This year. I will be dead free. I will be dead free. This year. This year. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm starting a new career. I'm starting a new career. This year. This year. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm kicking off a new business. I'm kicking off a new business. This year. In the name of Jesus, I will not be sick. I will not be sick. I will not fall sick. This year, I'm moving into a new home. This year, I'm moving into a new car. This year, I will have money to give. Ground. I'm breaking new ground. I'm buying my land. I'm buying my land. I'm moving into my Canaan land. I'm moving into my Canaan land. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. For you have heard us and you have put all these words of confession in our mouth. Holy Spirit, we believe that this year. Oh, Lord our God, we are taking our Canaan land. Amen. This year, that mountain that has eluded us, we are going to take it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thoughts that have held us back, we command them to depart from us in Jesus' name. Thoughts of fear, thoughts of doubt, thoughts of impossibility, be removed from our minds in the name of Jesus. Amen. This year we are going higher. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So that is our testimony. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.